0: 31 Days of Horror. Yo, yo, what's up everybody? Nez back, East society Podcast. 31 Days of Horror continues. Well... I, it's, I don't think it's a horror film. But if you really think about what's going on in this film, which I might have to watch it a few more times to really get uh, all of it. But... Um, Yeah, I'm coming at you tonight with the 1973 Lost film from the great George A. Romero, and this is The Amusement Park. Ah, two young lovers. You want your fortune told. We want to see what our life is going to be like. What part of life? When we get old. Are you sure? Yeah. You must see it all to the end. There's nothing outside. I'm going outside anyway. There's there's nothing outside. Nothing. One of these times, the door will open in your life, and you will step into the amusement park. Oh, no, it's fun. You'll like it. you really? Full of hope, anticipation for the future, and curiosity for what you will find there. The man in the amusement park is a mirror image of yourself. Separated only by the passage of time. Why are you hurting me like this? Hello? There's nothing. Yeah. I think out there. I'll see for myself. Bye. I'll see you in the park someday. Okay. Um. An elderly gentleman goes for what he assumes will be an ordinary day at the amusement park, only to find himself in the middle of a hellish nightmare. Written by Walton Cook, and I believe that this film. Was made way back in those days, and then I guess that was some of the subject matter was uh, a little too much. I mean, they have it labeled here as like a psychological thriller. Um, again, the film was was directed and edited by uh, George A. Romero, but I believe back then. It didn't come out. I mean, um, the uh, Lutheran Service Society of Western Pennsylvania had some issues with it. So it says uh, the film was composed or not composed, commissioned by the Lutheran Service Society of Western Pennsylvania as an educational film about elder abuse, but was shelved after a complete completion after completion. It was considered lost until 2017. 2017, when a 16 millimeter print was rediscovered. The film underwent restoration, and the new 4K version premiered in Pittsburgh in August 12, 2019. Um, Shutter finally got the rights for it, so it's it's streaming on Shutter right now. But um. There's a lot to take in with this film. Um, I'm just kind of gonna give you what I thought it was about, and then I'm not gonna run through the whole thing. This one, this this review might be ten minutes. I don't know, but it stars Lincoln Mansell and a bunch of other people <laughs> don't really know uh, any of them. Um, but uh, I'll read what's on uh, Wikipedia. The film opens with an international uh, inter-informational prologue by Lincoln Menzel as he explains how the elderly are constantly overlooked and undervolved by society. He tells uh, the viewer that they are about to watch a film that acts on the metaphorical description of how the elderly are mistreated. All right, that's I kind of got that because there's some scenes where, again, this is probably what seventy two or whatever, but it says here, um, oh well, I guess it says seventy five, but um, this was produced in seventy three, so all right, well, probably seventy two when they filmed it, but uh, this guy he when when I when I first heard about this film. Uh, I heard about it maybe last year. People were watching it and saying that it was like horrible and they didn't understand what was going on. Um, But I love George A. Romero. I'll watch anything that he's a part of. So I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. Will I watch it again? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe if somebody wants to watch it with me and we can sit there and explain or figure it out more. But it was like confusing on what the hell was going on. I, at first, I thought it was gonna be like a documentary, and then it was it was weird. Like this guy, he he's in this white room, and then he goes through this door. and Next thing you know, he's in an amusement park. But uh, an elderly man, played by Menzel, sits in a white room, uh, bandaged, bl- bloodied, with his once nice white suit d- dirtied. Another man, who also played by Menzel, enters looking clean. And in good spirits, he attempts to communicate with him, uh, with the with the tired version of himself, and tells him that he's going to the park despite him, despite him telling him that there is nothing out there. The cleaner man walks through the door and immediately in the park. On the outside, the door is not connected to anything. The man walks about and they happily uh, examines his surroundings before coming across a ticket taker who swindles other uh, scepter. I don't know what the fuck that says, but out of their things with uh, with low pay, he buys some tickets. With um, he buys some tickets from him, which uh take the form of money in the park. Um, yeah, like he just shows up at this park and then just kind of goes in. And there's this dude out in the front, just kind of like just a little hustler, and I guess I mean that right that right there. There's many scams out there. I mean you can watch YouTube, these these fools that call you from their they try to scam you on their phone. They're always trying to scam older elderly people. Because maybe they're not really savvy with computers and technology. So I what I really like watching are those uh those uh hacker guys that hack the the scam artists and take all their money and do all kinds of crazy shit with it and how they just get all mad. But that's their target. I mean, even in real life, you're gonna target some elderly, hey, and try to be all nice to them. That you know they're getting swindled out of something. I know family, even family members do that to the elderly. Um, I hope no one does that to me. I'm gonna raise these these young guys as best I can to say to, nope, me <laughs> doing that to me. Guess I gotta make a uh will or something. And uh, these are the rules. You're not getting anything if you don't go to school or do this or that. But anyway. So uh, the man gets into on a roller coaster with a strange signage. rides a train where one of the older passengers supposedly dies and, and is ignored once a coffin and witnesses a man's license getting revoked due to poor eyesight. Yeah, I mean, it was just weird things like that. I mean, he, he's on the he's on the, the the roller coaster or the train. And one of the dudes just kind of dies. And then everyone's like, "Eh, life goes on. Keep the party going. And he's he sees it all. He's looking around like, how come nobody's doing nothing? And uh, then now I, I must have blinked or something, because the next scene is when, when they're talking about the cops and the, and the guy getting his license revoked. They uh, they're about to get on bumper cars. And it's uh, two elderly, uh, a couple, and the guy's like, "Hey, can you read this eye chart?" And he's like, "Uh, E, uh, F," and he could like barely read the first line. And they're like, "Well, um, well, you your license are revoked because uh, you can't even you can't even see, so now you're just uh, we're gonna put on your ID. You're just a passenger only." And I'm like, I mean, my eyes, my eyes are bad. I mean, I wear glasses and everything. I could see without my glasses, but there's like times at night that everything just gets really blurry. But I can see that. But I mean, I do have an issue with really, really elderly people driving. Um, I've. I always tell my wife, Oh, I can't wait to be old. Cause I'm gonna just drive however I want to and, and not give a fuck. But I mean, I I've come across some elderly drivers and I'm just like, what the, why should, why you shouldn't be driving other than I see um little old ladies barely looking over the, uh, the, de- the dashboard. I mean, that's, yeah, that's in movies and TV and cartoons and everything. That's funny, but it ain't funny when you see it and they almost hit you. <laughs> so, But, but anyway, it was stuff like that. I mean, he goes, you you can't drive anymore, and I was like, I was thinking, why the hell are they doing this in an amusement park? And then they get on the bumper cars, and I'm like, what? I you need a license to ride the bumper cars into this park? I mean, there's there's deep stuff that they're trying to say in this film. So I, I watched this really late last night, and I was kind of like, uh, all right, I I, I kind of got what it was what was actually happening, and I was just like. All right. I mean, it, it did make it made me think. Like, shit, is this how it's gonna be when I'm older? <laughs> but um, I don't know. But this is back in the '70s, and we're we're in 2022. But who knows? It, it could be. I mean, if there is any elderly people listening to me talk about this film. I mean, let me know what you guys think if you've seen it. But um, all right. Uh, license revoked due to poor eyesight. While in the bumper cars, an accident occurs. Uh Complete with a police officer and lawyer arriving on the scene, the man tries to offer assistance, but it becomes apparent that he needs to wear glasses and therefore cannot be seen as a reliable uh alibi. All right again, the pump bumper cars again, yeah, this is when the bumper cars the object of bumper cars is to <laughs> crash into people and have a good time and give somebody whiplash um but it was like when the when the bumper cars were driving around, they were going, brrr, they sounded like regular cars. And I was like, what are they doing? And then one of them, boom, bumps into the other one. And then here's just the cops. Hey, I need to see your license and registration. And oh, you shouldn't be driving. I was like, what the hell is going on? But then it goes back to what I'm saying. This is what I'm thinking. I could be wrong, but I'm thinking well, it's just like what like I just said a second ago about elderly shouldn't be driving. And I was like, okay, I mean I'm not sure if this writer is still with us today. I mean, George a. Romero, he passed a few years back. Rest in peace. Thank you for everything you've done. But I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. And then a lawyer popped up and and was was coming in. He was being all sleazy and swindly. and I was like, God, man, what the hell's happening in this? I mean, th- this movie is so deep if you really sit there and think about it. But for an old, old film, I mean, I loved it. it. It didn't take up the full screen. It was like a square in the it had the sidebars instead of the widescreen bars on top and the bottom. But. I don't know. If you got shutter, definitely check this out. Maybe you, you can probably put it together better than I could. Um, all right. The man walks about. Uh, this is just, I read that part. Officer, police officer arriving. Uh, the man tries to assist. because just, uh, okay. He goes to eat at a food stand, uh, lampooned as a restaurant, as he and several elders are ignored by waiters for wealthy for a wealthy individual. When the man finally gets his food, he symptomatically, 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 oh, fuck. Symptomatically, hey, don't laugh about my, my trying to read things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I am. He gives it to the other elders. Uh, all right. I was kind of tripping out on this part too. Um, yeah, he goes and he sits down and uh, he's like, At first, I was thinking, I know they have restaurants and amusement parks, especially like big fancy ones like at Disneyland or whatever. But uh, wherever they are in Pennsylvania in this one, I I don't know what amusement park that is. Uh, Maybe you that live in that area probably know. But I was like, okay. I mean, I understand he's an older person and they could give two shits about him. And then this one guy comes in, big, huge cigar, gold, and looks like a little uh, mafia dude, and they all just come rushing over and basically wanting to suck his dick and, yeah, hey, giving him make bringing out his food and lighting a cigar and giving him his wine or whatever, champagne. No, it was like champagne. That's what I was thinking. this champagne in the amusement parks, but then that's, you got to read between the lines with all this. But I mean, even that—that is true, though it doesn't have to be elderly. Um, it could be like like if I went into some into some restaurant, whatever. I don't go to fancy restaurants or anything. But if I let's just say I just went into some local burrito shop or whatever or or restaurant, and I went just wanted to go in there and get some good food to eat, and then here comes this. New wave YouTuber TikTok whatever famous person actor t- <clears throat> whatever rock star and everyone's gonna ah rush over to him or her and help them out before they even like I asked I I got here first and ordered first and but you're this guy is obviously gonna get all the attention I, but I I understand that I mean it's shit if I'm famous I, I I guess I would take the attention, but I, I don't know. But he was like, they brought out this guy, like, big, fancy. It looked like crab. I hate crab. But it looked like that and all this little fancy fixings and everything and the champagne, a cigar. And here he gets, like, a little plate of, you know, like, baked beans and bread and something else. And then when they finally got his food, he's looking around and there's a bunch of elderly people sitting on like the other side of the gate and they're all just looking at him like starving. And then he just like, Hey, you guys hungry? And they all come over and then everyone just starts dipping in, in that one plate of food and starts eating. And I was like, wow. (laughs) So um, again, you really got to watch this and just read between the lines and to, to really understand what's going on. All right, the man buys groceries, but cannot carry them all, so he simply takes some crackers and a jar of peanut butter as he sits to eat. He beckons some children to come and converse with him, but a younger man accuses him of being a degenerate, and he leaves the sh- he leaves in shame uh all right yeah, he's th- this old guy just sits down he just got his peanut butter or whatever, and he's sitting there eating there watching kids run around all that, and they're like, "Hey, come over, but then when he they all come over. And some other dudes like, ah, what are you doing? Ah, leave these kids alone. This and that. And then he's just like, I'm just trying to be nice. These kids are looking like they're hungry, and, and uh, I was like, damn. <laughs> but I know. But man, I mean, my mom and dad told me don't ever take things from strangers. I'm not gonna go up to some old man and eat his crackers and peanut butter. But I, I'm just, I, I get it. But I mean, but he, well, we know this. He's not. He's not like that, but then you never know. But anyway, that that's how I took it. Uh, the man is beckoned into a building by younger people who tell them that they will have fun. But upon entering, it's a claustroph- claustrophobic room where elders are forced to perform un- uncomfortable exercise machines. All right, this was I was like, what the hell's going on? Um, yeah, these younger guys come, yeah, hey, come on, Mister, come in here. It's awesome. This and that. So he goes into this building and he's walking in there and all these people, older, older people are working on the the weight machines and riding the bikes and this and that. It looked like a um, other than it was like a a workout gym, but it seemed like a um, a those physical therapy places or whatever, like in a retirement home just to keep your bones from uh breaking or i i don't know what the hell was happening but i was just like what's going on but they were like really mean to the elderly people um i you read stories you see news stories on tv about the the elderly, elderly this is how i took it elderly in their retirement homes on how uh some of the staff are abusing them in this and that not saying it doesn't happen but i'm sure they wouldn't have these news stories and it does a uh, picture of uh, ben stiller in uh, happy gilmore on how he was he basically turned that uh, retirement home into like a sweatshop and making all those old people do all kinds of things but they were like yeah keep going how you got it? I was like what the fuck is going on and and he's like he's looking around too like what what's happening here? And he just, I'm just like, oh my God. Um, so, <laughs> um, where am I? Uh, he leaves, but breaks his, okay, what is it? Uh, uncomfortable machines. He leaves, but breaks his glasses in the process. Yeah. He, he kind of runs out of the room and then all, all hell's breaking loose. And then he, uh, like it's just a bunch of people. Um, he, uh, breaks or no, he, he gets bumped and his glasses fall and somebody steps on him. And then now he's, he's not like basically blind, but he's can't see the best. Um, he comes upon a, uh, furniture, t- a future, uh, a fortune teller and <laughs> witnesses, a young couple, couple enter and ask what their future will be like. The fortune teller shows them that they will be living in a soon to be built over apartment building, uh, built over apartment building where they will have little support from the personal doctor and neighbors angry the young man leaves and punches the older man uh who collapses um see, I must have missed this part I kind of remember seeing the younger younger couple in there but I mean I had it, I was watching it but I again there was a lot going on I must have missed must have blinked or looked at my phone or something but um all right, but I, I can see something like that happen. Him going into another room and people uh, getting their fortune and it's not good for them, and then they take it out on him. But when the man comes to his senses, the park is empty. Okay, yeah, because I remember he gets knocked and he's, and he's got like a big face is bleeding. He comes to his senses. The park is empty, uh, safe for... Th- is empty, safe for... Three bikers who beat him up and then take his tickets. Okay, I remember that. I was like, why the hell are they beating up this guy? Because <laughs> they, they like just beat the hell out of him. And then I guess because the, the tickets are considered money in the park. Uh, so they take his tickets. As people suddenly appear, they will ignore him. With very little money, he goes to the first aid, the medical center set up a, up, up like a store. It is full full of various elders, equipment, and doctors and nurses hastily rushing everyone through. The man finds himself simply getting a Band-Aid for his head and a cane and is ushered out. He comes upon some men trying to sell retirement homes and ends up getting uh, pickpocketed. Yeah, he once he kind of goes, yeah, because he's got the little mark on his forehead or whatever, they put a Band-Aid on it. I mean, OK, when, when that happened, I remember there was other elderly people outside in the park that had bandages on their heads. And I was just thinking uh, maybe they were just extras that uh, I mean, every now and then you see the same extras walking in front of the camera. But I didn't think that was going to be a part of the story. So, yeah, they put a bandages on him. and Hey, that's all we can do. Get lost. And then they kick him out uh, while he's sitting outside. Uh, yeah, that's when those guys are coming up selling our retirement homes and everything. And he had this, uh, I think it was a pocket watch or whatever. That guy comes and just whoo, takes it from him and it disappears. Uh, the pickpocket is revealed to run a freak show, which simply consists of elder, elders dressed in casual clothing. Everyone is set up and the man gets up to leave and suddenly chased by the, the, the patrons who accuse him of trying to escape a freak show. He finds sanctuary, but but it closes upon his arrival. Yeah, this part was kind of weird too. He goes into this freak show. They're like, yeah, the show started. And so all these people rush in there to go watch it. And all right, here's whoever, whoever. And there's, there's a lady and a, it was a younger woman in a bathing suit who's like introducing everybody. And then it's just like a few couples. And like there's one elderly lady in a bathing suit and she's standing there smiling. And another one comes out and he, these two are all dressed up nice. And I was like, I didn't get this part at all. I was just, hmm, okay, whatever. Um Everyone is upset as the man gets up to leave and suddenly chases by the patrons who accuse him of trying to escape the freak show. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. I, this guy was all in a white suit, but it was it was all beat up and dirty by this time, but he runs off. But I, I kinda see a little of what they were trying to do. Maybe there was a little more meaning to them doing this but I, I i don't know maybe you guys know let me know the man, the man finally gets some solace when he a little girl offers him to read the three little pigs to her and to have some chicken the mother patiently takes her and the book away as he finally breaks down into tears yeah he's reading this book to her and she goes hey do you want some chicken and he's like uh yeah and then the mom comes in ah what are you doing and grabs her daughter in the book and then he's just like I think at this point where he just finally broke because so much bad shit was happening to him this whole time he was at the amusement park finally getting this little girl to come up and be nice to him and, and read a nice little kid book and eat some chicken in the process and then this mom ah, comes and takes him away I think he just he just loses it he just ah he just kind of falls to his knees and starts crying he leaves a piece of chicken behind and walks back to the white room uh, redesigned, res- resigned and defeated, moments later the cleaner, optimistic version of himself enters the scene from the beginning and repeats, the man sits tired and powerless over being able to or powerless over not being able to stop his younger self. Manzel appears one last time to tell a viewer that they can stop uh, they can help the elderly through all already established programs. He signs off. I'll see you at the park someday. I assume he means the, the part mean, meaning as in life and when you get older, uh, there's going to be a lot of shady motherfuckers out there that's going to try to swindle you out of your retirement and everything. I mean, that's how I took it. I mean, if they're saying it's elder, elder abuse, I mean, there was a lot in this. I think it was just... I know it was just trying to bring that forward. The movie, the movie isn't very long. It's only 53 minutes. But I think that's what they're trying to say by showing all of this by being an amusement park, being the world, the amusement park is basically the world and uh, showing all this stuff that this is what elderly people might, might go through. And to, to, to keep an eye for it, keep an eye out for it. So, I mean, that's, I don't know. There's a bunch of people you can probably go on YouTube and maybe someone can explain it better than I can, but that's, I was like, what the, all right. Um, the production. The Amusement Park was originally produced in nineteen seventy-three between uh, between uh his film Season of the Witch and the Crazies. An amusement Park is, is the only Romero made on work for hire higher basis. The film was shot over a course of three days and at the the now defunct Westview Park in Westview, Pennsylvania. Uh, the budget for this was thirty-seven thousand. Uh, this film was commissioned by the Lutheran Service Society of Western Pennsylvania as an educational, uh, educational film about elder abuse and ageism. According to Romero's wife, Suzanne, they did use it initially, but I suspect that they thought it was a little edgier than they would like, uh, so it was soon shelved. The film premiered at the American Film Festival in New York in 1975 and screened in some events and festivals in different years. Yeah, so I think after that they just sat on it. Uh, the film was believed lost until a 16 millimeter print was used in a Romero retrospective at the Torino Film Festival in 2001, and was sent to Romero and his wife in 2017. Uh, the 16 millimeter print and a DVD copy were given to this Rancho Romero. I-, I think that's his real last name. The print was then screened at a spectacle theater in New York in March 2018. She, along with the uh, George A. Romero Foundation, oversaw the 4K restoration of the film by the New York Film uh, Preservation Organization, Indie Collect. The restoration premiered in Pittsburgh on October 12th, 2019. In February 2021, it was announced that Shutter had acquired the streaming distribution rights for the film in North America, the United Kingdom, Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand. It was released on Shutter on June 8th of 2021. The film was uh invited to a screening at the 25th Bunchon, I think they say it, International Fantastic Film Festival held on June 9th, uh 2021 in Strange Homage sec- in the Strange Homage Section, whatever that is. But all right. Um, yeah, I mean, there uh, there's a there's a really deep meaning behind this film. I mean, and then if you really think about it you want to throw the horror horror angle into it i mean the the real horror of what could happen to you when you're when you're older i mean i don't want this shit happening hopefully my grandsons and kids will handle all that because i know my mom and dad they're getting up there in age as well as my mother-in-law uh my father-in-law sadly passed away and again i mean i was talking about this with mike we're getting older i mean our friends are passing away i mean my buddy D, my brother D, man, he passed away not not too long ago, and that's it's it's he he was just just about to turn fifty next week, and I don't know, man. I mean, I, every every we we all got to go at some point. I hopefully I can keep going and do this show and live. I'm hoping I can live as long as my grandmother. She's still going strong right now, and she's in her nineties. Um, I need to get down there. I keep saying that, but I, I really, really do need to get down there. But um, yeah, we're getting older. I mean, me and my brother had that talk about our parents and um what we're gonna do. I mean, we're definitely not gonna let them just be on their own and let them somebody try to swindle them. So but I don't know. That's that's how we were raised. We we're raised to take care of our take care of our own our families, take care of our parents and everything. They took care of us, I man. My dad busted his ass my mom and dad busted their asses for us for me and my brothers and I'm busting my ass for my family as well as my grandsons so but hey that's just me but anyway um if you have Shudder definitely check it out it's maybe sit there and watch it with somebody so you can you guys can discuss it and figure out uh what's going on in this film um I might have just been totally off the rails in this and just thinking this is what I think it meant but I don't know. I, I can't see it, though. Um, but, yeah, the amusement park, everyone. Check it out. Um, again, Shutter, and I'm sure you can find it elsewhere. And, um, yeah, that's gonna be it. I mean, this this was horrific uh, dealing with real life, so I'm gonna leave it at that. But, um, yeah, check it out. Definitely check it out. George A. Romero, thank you. We said this when I did Diary of the Dead. Thank you for everything you have done for us. Uh, do check out the uh, Romero Foundation and uh, support uh, indie filmmaking. And yeah, my brother Mike, he's an indie filmmaker. And uh, yeah, just support it all. But with that, everyone, please be safe out there. Come back tomorrow for more, and I'll see you then. So until then, party on.